Howdy all, and welcome to episode 22 here of the Run of the Mills podcast, season five. Here we, as we make our run through the Bible, if this is First uh, Samuel chapter five is where we are, and uh, let's get to it. So uh, for those of you that have not been with us in the last few episodes, this is what's happening. The people of Israel had gone to war with the Philistines, and they had first lost a battle and following that battle after their defeat, they decided that the solution was to get the Ark of the, of the Covenant out of the uh, tabernacle in Shiloh and to carry it into battle with them, that this would give them victory. And of course, this was not something God instructed them to do. It's not something a prophet told them to do. It was just their idea based on probably past experience, probably uh, some superstition. And I think we could probably say um, bad leadership, right? Uh, the the two guys that go with them, um, Eli's son, Eli's sons rather, Phineas and Hophni, they die during this battle as well. They were two of the priests at the time, and I think there's you know we we can speculate a lot about you know why did they bring the Ark of the Covenant with them. Um, you know, we know they, they believed it was going to give them victory. And, and this is one of those things, again, that we need to be so careful about is that we are careful about the application of God's word, that we don't just take what the leaders are telling us it means, but that we consider it, that we look at it, that we study it on our own. And that's a challenging thing, right? It's a challenging thing because it takes us time. It takes us effort. You don't just download the Bible instantly into your brain. Right? You have to put in the time of reading, the time of study, the time of meditation. And when, you, when I say meditation, if you're not familiar with that term in a biblical sense, it doesn't mean like the emptying of your mind and the, the chanting of a mantra uh, like you might in some Eastern religions. But it's the idea of dwelling on it, chewing on it, thinking about it. And that's the, the idea of meditating on on. God's word to con continually think about what it's what it's saying what what the author was saying how it fits into the the context of the scripture how how does this apply to me those kind of things so anyway we see this problem because you know the people are wanting to win the battle and so they think well this is the way to do it and so they misapply God's word and they take the ark of the covenant into battle and as I mentioned before they get routed and uh Hophni and Phinehas are killed. Uh, the word gets back to Israel about what has happened, or back rather to uh, to Eli, who is in um, in Shiloh. And when he hears what happens, he falls off his chair backwards um, and dies. So anyway, what we read about last time was how the Philistines took the Ark of the Covenant and they put it into the temple of Dagon, who was their fish god. And how Dagon, when they woke up in the morning, had bowed down to it. His, the statue had fallen over. And then the next day, uh, the same thing had happened, but his head and hands had fallen off. And the conclusion that the priests drew was not that their God was powerless and God was the, the true God of Israel, or you know, the God of Israel was the true God. It says instead, verse 5, Therefore the priests of Dagon, nor any who come to Dagon's house, tread on the threshold of Dagon in Ashdod to this day. Because at the threshold of, hold of the doorway is where his head was broken off. And so rather than recognizing the uh, the true God and recognizing that there was a difference here between the Ark of the Covenant and 
a stone idol that they had made. They seem to have built in a superstition and given power to the doorway. Anyway, so this leads us to where we are now. Verse six, it says, but the hand of the Lord was heavy on the people of Ashdod and he ravaged them and struck them with tumors, both Ashdod and its territory. All right. So this, this, um, this reference to tumors is interesting because um, we're going to see later on that the people um, mentioned, you know, the, the death and destruction, right? They're, he ravaged them, says, and struck them with tumors. So pe- people are dying. People have these strange tumors. And also there are um, rats present. And so there are those, a, a lot of, uh, I heard somebody say the other day that modern commentators uh, say that the tumors are a result of the bubonic plague, that that's what God struck them with. Uh, there, the older idea, and it's actually, if you read the King James version, it doesn't say tumors. It says emeralds, you know, hemorrhoids that he, he struck them with hemorrhoids. And in one spot, it's even translated. He struck them with hemorrhoids in their secret places, um, which is definitely more comical, um, and definitely uncomfortable. So anyway, let's, let's read the story. We don't really know which one it was, but we know that they were struck with tumors and it was bad news. So. When the men of Ashdod saw how it was, they said, The ark of God of Israel must not remain with us, for his hand is harsh toward us and Dagon our God. Therefore, they sent and gathered to themselves all the lords of the Philistines and said, What shall we do with the ark of the God of Israel? And they answered, Let the ark of God of Israel be carried away to Gath, another Philistine city. So they carried the ark of God of Israel away. So again, they they see the power of God and what do they want to do? They, they, they just want him to go away. They just want him to go away. Years ago, I was talking to a group and I, I, I'm not sure where it was. I just remember I was talking to this group of people and through the conversation or through the, the message, I, I'd mentioned surrendering, you know, the, the importance of surrendering. And I remember the, the, facial expressions and the response was not what I expected. And so I stopped at that point and I said, Oh, wait, let me ask you a question. When I say the word surrender, how many of you hear that as a bad thing? And almost every hand in the room went up and it struck me like, Oh, okay. Well, they've got this idea that, you know, surrender when you're in battle and you surrender, you've given up, you've, you've failed you've lost. And so I took that time to tell him like that. I know this is probably how you think of it and how you see it. You know, when you surrender in battle, it means you've lost the war, but what if you're on the wrong side? What if you're fighting for the wrong thing? What if you're fighting against someone and you realize, Oh my gosh, they're the good guy. I'm the bad guy. Because that's the case when it comes to the Lord is that when we're struggling and fighting against him, we're, we're, when we don't have peace with him because we're not at peace with him, we, we need to surrender and, and, and surrendering to say like, God, my way is not the right way. I'm fighting against you. I'm kicking against you. I want things. My, I've been wanting things my way. I've been trying to do things my way. I've been, I've been, I've been fighting against you. And that's, you know, the situation that the, the Philistines find themselves in. They're fighting against, they're fighting against God. And rather than recognizing and saying, oh, this is the true God, 
we need to stop fighting against Israel and find out about this God that they serve. You know, instead they, they recognize over and over the, the, they recognize over and over the power of the God of the people of Israel. They recognize them earlier when they talked about um, when the, well, when the Ark of the Covenant came into the, the camp of Israel and the people let out a shout that made the ground shake. And the, uh, the Philistines said, you know, what happened to the, the people in Egypt is going to happen to us. This is the God who brought the plagues upon Egypt. So they heard, they knew, they knew the history and yet they still fought against him. So, Anyway, they carry away the ark to Gath, and let's see what happens. It says in verse 9, So it was, after they'd carried away, that the hand of the Lord was against the city with great destruction, and he struck the men of the city, both small and great, and tumors broke out on them. So what do they do now? Well, therefore, they sent the ark of God to Ekron. So it was, as the ark of God came to Ekron, that the Ekronites cried out, saying, They have brought the ark of God of Israel to us to kill us and our people. So, everywhere it goes, it's causing havoc upon them. Everybody's recognizing the power of the God of Israel. And then verse 11, it says, So they sent and gathered together all the lords of the Philistines and said, Send away the ark of the God of Israel and let it go back to its own place, so that it does not kill us and our people. For there was a great destruction throughout all the city. The hand of God was very heavy there. And the men who did not die were stricken with the tumors, and the cry of the city went up to heaven. So we're seeing, uh, again, the, the havoc that is wreaked upon them, and they just want it to stop. And so they say, we got to send it back. And, and again, this is the, the, the point that I was making earlier that, that I hope that you caught is that far too often the struggles and difficulties in our lives are because, not because we're necessarily facing harder times than we have at other times in our life, but I think oftentimes it's because our 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 focus in our our life is not centered on the Lord. We're not looking at Him. We're not looking to Him. We're looking at our problems. We're looking at our issues. Sometimes it's even we're pushing for our own desires. We're pushing for our own fulfillment. We're pushing for our way. And we get frustrated and we get angry, we get resentful. And there's, you know, we have problems with our relationships and our family, with our relationships at work. And it's all stemming from a problem with our relationship with the Lord. But we just need to stop and get back on our maybe literal and figurative knees and say, Lord, not my, not my will be done, but your will. Lord, forgive me for pushing for my way. Lord, I want to, I want to surrender to you I want to surrender my will. I want to surrender my hopes, my dreams, my desires, and I want yours in that place. I want what you want, but far too often what ends up happening is God gets shoved further and further away. We stop reading the Bible, stop going to Bible studies, stop spending time in prayer. God's not part of your conversation. You fill your empty time with other things. You don't allow there to be any quiet around you. You get in the car, you turn on music, you turn on the radio, you turn on, you know, you, you've hit it. What's the modern equivalent of you put a cassette in the tape deck. You, you know, you 
you sync up the Bluetooth and you turn on music, you know, every time there's any quiet, it's got to be filled because you don't want to deal with the thoughts. You don't want to deal with the Holy Spirit speaking to you and saying, child, come home, surrender. I mean, if not participating in church and, and really what it is, is just saying, I want him to go away. I want him to go away. And the sad thing is that he's, he's the answer to our problems. He's the one that we need. And the difficult part is that that's surrendering to give up. And it's not necessarily giving up. Get, it's hard because giving up says I failed. It's giving up says I, I might not get it the way I want it. But a wise man realizes that the way you want it, unless it's the way God wants it, is never the best way. It may look easier. It may seem more comfortable. But the big picture, the long run, God's way is best. Always is, always will be. Even when it's difficult, even when it's harder, even when it's scary, even when it relies you, requires you to rely on him for your uh, provision, for your, uh, your healing, whatever it might be. So maybe that's you today. Maybe you need to stop being like the Philistines and keep trying to banish God and instead embrace that he's the true God and he's the one that knows. He's the one that has the power. He's the one that has the wisdom. And it might be just time to surrender. God bless you. Talk to you next time.